Hey gals and guys, it's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on imperfection. Let's do this. Hello, welcome to back to the podcast. Uh, just a couple things real fast, real, real quick here. Uh, your motivational high five is now five years old. That's really exciting. Uh, the goal when I started this wasn't to make a bunch of money, but uh, to replace a blog that I used to have, uh, but then the service got shut down. So goal met, not money, not much money made, but it has reached far corners of the world and uh, that has made it more than worth it. So I'm glad you're with me here on this episode 114. One of the ways to support the podcast, if you do take me up on it, uh, go to betterhelp.com slash YMH5. If you are looking for a counselor, a virtual counseling experience, uh, BetterHelp is amazing. Uh, they will match you with a counselor, and there's just it's just ease of access to your counselor. Uh, there's a communication portal that can be accessed any time of the day, and then you have sessions set up just like any other counseling experience. But in this time of COVID and, and just a lot going on, um, one of my friends who's a counselor, he said that counseling is at an all-time high. And, and I'm glad people are taking this chance uh, to better themselves in this emotionally taxing time. So betterhelp.com slash YMH5, the number five, betterhelp.com slash YMH5, and you get 10% off your first month. Other ways to support the podcast, including Patreon, you can reach all that information at phillarson.net slash support, phillarson.net slash support. Let's get into it. Have you heard of the app Clubhouse? It is uh, kind of like a uh, live podcasting experience. Leaders from all over the world, new and old, uh, have gone on there and started basically chat rooms that they have control over, but it's audio. So you hear other people talk and if you get called on, uh, you, you can be allowed to take the stage in front of, you know, potentially hundreds or thousands of people. Clubhouse right now is invite only and I got invited. So I joined just to see what it was about. And there was a music business guy, kind of guru who I follow. His name is Rick Barker. He was Taylor Swift's very first manager and had a hand in breaking her into great success. And he runs a clubhouse room that he talks about in his podcast. And so it was about, you know, general motivation um, and also a little bit of the music business. In this particular day, they were talking about uh, imperfection. And I hopped on and, ooh, I wanted to say something here and there. And, um, you know, one of the things that Rick said, um, he, he invited uh, imperfection, which was pretty great. It was like, if you are new to Clubhouse and you've never done that before, never uh, raised your hand uh, to be invited to the stage, give it a try. This can be your first room to try it in. And this particular session was going for an hour and we were coming up on the hour and the line basically to get to the stage uh, of people who raised their hands virtually uh, was thinning out. And, you know, I was like, well, we're getting close to the end, but I probably would have a, a chance to say something. And so I hit that hand icon and, uh, and Rick invited me up and it finally got to be my time to talk. And he said, Hey, Phil, you're, you're good to go. Let us know what's on your mind. And I started talking and he was like, Phil, hello, Phil. 
And I was like, oh no, what did I, what did I miss? What did I miss? And there was a mute button that, that, that I had to hit. And so I, I found it finally or whatever. And anyone who's new to Clubhouse has this little like celebratory icon saying, hey, I'm new, I'm new. And so then he was like, oh, he's like, I saw that icon and I wondered if you just didn't know how to unmute yourself. And, you know, I started talking and, and uh, <laughs> I embraced it. I said, yep, uh, I'm a newbie here. This is my first time here. And we just, we had a good laugh and we embraced the imperfection of it. But I, I threw away what I was thinking about I was, that I was going to say there and started talking about that, my imperfect introduction to talking on Clubhouse. <laughs> uh, one of the things that he did uh, well was lead by example, and I felt comfortable in taking some action, even if it wasn't perfect. And then, you know, I said, well, I hope that me being imperfect allows others to step up and also take the risk of being heard. You see, imperfect leaders invite others to take action. Perfect leaders really stifle it, stifle any risk whatsoever. You always are second guessing yourself. Is what I'm about to do going to be good enough in their eyes? Will I look stupid? This is what leaders who demand perfection uh, instill in those following them. But imperfect leaders invite imperfection. And when imperfection is invited, people go, oh, okay, I can, I can relate to that. I can, I can try it. I can do it. I can take action. And so more action is taken. But what's great about that is imperfect action creates results. And the truth is they're imperfect results. Hey, it's Phil. Um, I'm going to do something here. going to flip back to what you just heard with the unedited raw section of that audio, just to show that if I waited for the perfect words, this podcast would never get done. Okay, check this out. But what's great is imperfect, but what's great is imperfect accent. But what's great about that is imperfect, but what's great about that is, is, <laughs> but what's great about that is imperfect action creates results. And the truth is they're imperfect results. Okay, now back to my story about imperfection and clubhouse. But the results, nonetheless, whereas expectation of perfection really doesn't get the, the kind of uh, quantity of results out there. So I got up and I spoke and I didn't speak very long. And it was kind of like that app is you kind of want to get in, say your thing, get out. Uh, you don't want to take too much time because a lot of people are maybe wanting to say something. And also there are set, at least in this room, there were 78 people listening in on what I had to say. 78 people I had never met. And I said my thing and it wasn't perfect. And then I got in and I got out and then all of a sudden I had eight new followers on my account. I took a risk. I was imperfect. I even talked about my imperfection and it, it got some results. Imperfect results uh, offer a couple things. They, uh, they offer relatability. So someone was like, oh, he's imperfect. It, he, may, he may know some things about what he's talking about, but he doesn't say it perfectly. And I, I certainly don't uh, say the most perfect things in the right way on this podcast. Sometimes I listen back to the episode after it's released and go, well, I used the wrong word there or <laughs> the wrong kind of word. But my hope is, and what I've experienced, and when someone leads, leads with imperfection, and I've left some imperfection in here, it's really easy for me as the editor of the podcast to take out all my imperfections. And early on, I said a lot of ums and uhs and all that stuff that I just deleted. <laughs> but sometime along the way, I, I decided to leave some of that in. 
because it's relatable. I, I hope that it is anyway. And I know some of you who have reached out to me says that it is. It is relatable. Imperfect results are relatable. And I know I keep going back to this YouTube channel my wife are and I are releasing. We're releasing a kid's YouTube channel called Kylie Makes It. And, uh, and I think we're doing good things. And the heart of this podcast, the heart of the things that you guys um, are attracted to about this podcast, the relatability of it, the imperfectedness of it. Is that even a word? See, I don't even know. <laughs> um, that same heart is baked into the YouTube channel Kylie Makes It. And if you have kids, you know, from the age of two to eight or nine, this might be a good good channel for you, uh, at least for your kids. We talk about, um, you know, as she's doing art, she's talking about how we express ourselves, you know, the, th- the things about emotions that we need to accept. Um, you know, hopefully we're inviting kids into exploring how to interact with others in the world, how to accept the things about themselves that are imperfect. We're, we're creating art that's not perfect. It's embracing imperfection. There's a lot of channels out there that we look at and go, well, the production level of that is higher than ours. Do we want to try to do things differently? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. What we are doing is creating content in a show that is relatable. It's it's a little rough around the edges, and we're becoming okay with that. She's a little bit better at becoming okay with that than I am, the perfectionist, but the more we sit with it, the, the more we're okay about that. That's the thing about kind of YouTube in general. It isn't very polished. These things aren't on uh, the prime channels on TV at the prime time. We're a small operation. We're just, we're offering, we're operating out of iPhone technology, which is actually pretty good these days, but it's still not the most high quality, but we're creating something imperfect. We're creating something relatable, but the only way you know that is if you go check it out. (laughs) Okay. And then the other thing, so that's what I said, the imperfect results offer relatability, but imperfect results offer a couple different things. The second thing imperfect results offer, and this is, again, just another thing we're learning with this channel, is that um, imperfect results offer lessons to be learned, a ton of lessons to be learned. Have you heard of the principle? You know, I think there's a book about it, but... Um, instead of when we release content or create something to go out into the world, instead of using the, the old formula of ready, aim, fire, getting ready and aiming, it's, it's, you know, getting something ready to be fired out into the world, to be released to the masses. Instead of that order, embrace the order of ready, fire, aim. So you do a little per preparation you create the product it's not perfect but you fire it and depending on how it lands and how it's received and how people interact with it find it relatable or not you are then aiming you are gathering that data and you are aiming for your next fire imperfect results offer lessons to be learned get out what you want to get out into the world and don't get caught up in aiming because you'll never fire perfection stifles creative work Imperfection gets it out there. Imperfection makes it relatable. Imperfection offers you to get some feedback and to get some data in and to learn from your mistakes and to make it a little bit better, but not too perfect and find what works and what doesn't and get rid of what doesn't work and and do what does. And you'll find that what does is often surprising. It's not perfect. It's not something we would have discovered if we got caught up in the aiming process. 
It's only something we discovered from firing an imperfect product. I'm going to finish with a few quotes from the lady who literally wrote the book on this, Brene Brown, who wrote a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. Imperfections are not inadequacies. They are reminders that we are all in this together. Again, imperfection creates relatability. People say, oh, they do that, me too, or they struggle with that, me too. I'm in it with them. Here's another one. Those who matter are people who love you not despite of your imperfection and vulnerability, but because of your imperfection and vulnerability. The people I want to appeal to the most are people who see my imperfections, not pointed out, because hello, if there's an expert on my imperfections, it's me. But it's, it's people who say, that? I can relate to that. I, I, I want to be a part of that team. And, re, and in regards to imperfect results, uh, creating lessons to be learned, here's another one of Brene's quotes. When you shut down vulnerability, you shut down opportunity. The word I was using, uh, especially at the beginning of this episode, was the word invites. Imperfection invites us to more, to more results, to more relatability, to leadership, to action. Friends, you, you invite imperfection, please, today. As we reach the end of this episode and as we do in every episode, we find a reflection of ourselves in the mirror. And we invite imperfection in this way. Because if we were to look at ourselves in the mirror, you can point out a few things that are wrong with it, right? I can name them all offhand, but I feel like that would lose focus. Because it's all okay. It's all okay. It's good, in fact. We've learned today that it's good to be imperfect. When we find a reflection of ourselves, we, we invite a new narrative. A new narrative that rewires our brains as it does If we look into neuroplasticity, we can see that that is true. We are not too old to be hardwired into these negative narratives. My friends, you today can start a new narrative, start telling yourself a new story. And as we see in scientific discoveries that as we invite these new positive stories, these hopeful stories, these imperfect stories, but these stories that are more true than the negative ones, we begin to change our brain chemistry. This is beautiful. This is neuroscience. This is neuroplasticity. Our minds are plastic. They can be molded. I mean, it's hard. It's not easy, but it's possible. It's very, very possible. So my friends, when you find reflection of yourself, will you say this to yourself? Today, I embrace imperfection as a healthy opportunity. Friends, I hope my imperfect podcast reaches your imperfect ears and inspires you to imperfect action or imperfect acceptance or imperfect lessons to be learned and to step up and lead in an imperfect way. It is within you to do those things. Do you feel it? If you question it, good. That means it's imperfect. It starts with you. you.